name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. That was Ascension a week ago on Thursday. And as the ancient story goes, Jesus was resurrected from the dead and came to be with the disciples and walked in his resurrection body and accompanied them and taught them many more things. And then on Ascension Day, he went up into heaven. And the promise he said to the disciples is, I will not leave you comfortless. And so they're sitting around on the day of Pentecost, and all of a sudden there's tongues of fire over their head, this incredible energy of violent wind, and they're able to talk in other languages. People were so astounded, they thought they were drunk. Can you imagine? But someone said, hey, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, you can't be drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning? Anyway, don't get that logic, but... It's amazing that they were speaking in other languages so that people could understand the message that they had to bring about God's great love for the world. All different dialects. I think of all those hours I spent studying Spanish. You know, could have just had a tongue of fire and been done with it, or whatever language. Amazing miracles because of this energy that suddenly appeared to the disciples at this point in time. The power of the Holy Spirit. Now, in our tradition, us Episcopalians, we we talk politely about God. Occasionally, we we get into the Jesus thing, makes us a little bit uncomfortable, not quite sure about Jesus. You know, there's a lot of stories. But the Spirit rarely comes up. You know, we don't give a lot of credit to the Spirit. You know, we, we talk about God mostly. But the Spirit is present in all of our lives. Everybody in this room has interacted with the Holy Spirit. We may not be aware that that's the interaction that we're having. The way to think about it is that little voice in your head. There's this psalm that says, Be still and know that I am God. We've all heard the little voice. Now, the little voice is talking to us at the moment, and we may not be thinking, oh, this is the Holy Spirit, or heaven forbid, God speaking through this little voice to us. We may be ignoring the little voice. (laughs) We may be having an argument with the little voice. And sometimes we don't even remember the conversation that happened in our head with the little voice until we've gone down the road and things have happened to us. I have heard countless stories about this small, still voice that's within us. The latest one I heard was, remember when it was about 90 degrees, Lake Ontario is still very cold, there was all this fog going on. I had someone come to me and say, you know, I was driving down the road, it was incredibly foggy. I was going um, on Bay Road and um, I, I heard the little voice say, I should slow down because I can't see that far ahead of me and there might be something in the road. So I immediately slowed down, thank God, person heard the voice, obeyed the voice, and there was a person in the road just a few yards ahead, and he was able to stop and avoid the person. We've all heard that little voice. Sometimes we've paid attention to it. Sometimes we haven't. Sometimes after the consequences or whatever has occurred, we think back and we think, wow, I had a thought that I should have gone this direction, but I went this direction. We've all heard that little voice. 
That is the Holy Spirit. Now, not always the Holy Spirit, because we do have our own self voices in there, because I can justify anything. I was a really good sales rep, so I've learned how to justify everything. And sometimes it's that voice saying, you can have that ice cream. You know, it's only another couple hundred miles on the treadmill. Go for it, you know. So we have to be discerning about whose voice is in our head, whether it's our own voice trying to justify what we're trying to do, whether it's the voices of our parents, teachers, people who have spoken to us along the way and given us tapes in our head. But I will guarantee you, among all those voices, the voice of the Holy Spirit is there and talking to us. So how do we make that voice become a little louder? Well, we do that through prayer, because prayer, we, we say yes to the voice. We say yes to opening ourselves up to whatever message is coming to us. And when we come together in community, we have the community to affirm the message that is coming to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we support each other. We have a lot of expressions that come from this kind of thing. Like, he's on fire. Have you ever heard that? You see an athlete and they're performing at the top level. You've just had the touchdown and, and they've been doing everything right in the game. And you say, that guy's on fire on fire with power and energy and ability and passion. We all have something that we're passionate about, something that when we do it, it makes us feel fully alive. Whether it's some sport we do, whether it's some vocation that we have, whether it's some hobby that just thrills us and gives us energy and passion. And when we come together as a community centered around the love of God with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can help each other figure out what is that passion that makes us feel fully alive, that helps us contribute, that brings us further down our spiritual road. And that's what the community is for. Because it's one thing to watch this incredible athlete at home in front of the television, but it's another thing to be in a stadium full of screaming people all yelling for that touchdown. That's what it's like. We can pray by ourselves or we can pray in community where the energy is magnified and we come together and people will affirm what our calling is or our vocation. And then that somehow gets communicated to the greater world. That that energy from the Holy Spirit connects with people. Marlene told me a story about how she was on the way home from her grandson's graduation She's sitting in an airport, and there's someone across from her with a little terrier. Now, a Yorkshire terrier. I guess it was well-behaved, because usually I associate terriers with terrorists, because they can be a tough breed. But this one was sitting in its, in its little basket, going ready to get on the, its little crate to go on the plane. And Marlene desperately, who loves dogs, wanted to pet the dog, but decided she shouldn't excite the dog. But she's sitting there longingly looking at the dog, Finally, the woman who has the dog came and sat next to Marlene and said, would you like to pet the dog? So she did, and they struck up a conversation, and Marlene said, well, I'm into therapy dogs, and the woman said, wow, I've really always wanted to do that. I've had breast cancer twice, and this dog really helped me, and I'm thinking that maybe I could train the dog to be a therapy dog. So she connected with Marlene. They've been on the phone. She's now, they flew to Rochester together. This woman is now going to 
pursue this dream of creating this therapy dog. Now, how does that happen? These are those coincidences, you know, these unexplained things that go on. How did it happen? It happened because below the superficial communication that we have with each other, we're connected through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that people show up at times in our lives when we don't expect it, that we meet people that we need to connect with, that all the things that we may take for granted or think of as a coincidence are actually how the Holy Spirit is working. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. The only difference between us and the disciples along 2,000 years ago is that we're just not as aware of it. We pass it off to something else because we've been trained in a different way. We don't look at the world with the same eyes as the disciples. But every one of us can come up with a story story of the little voice, a story of an amazing coincidence. In this place, we call it the work of the Holy Spirit. Now today, we get to welcome another human being into the body of Christ who has been given gifts by the Holy Spirit that she will discover as she gets older that will be affirmed, hopefully, by a spiritual community where she will be loved and a part of it. And in today's world, where we don't live in extended families very often, where kids grow up and they move out or they go someplace else, that the church community can be that extended family. We are so fortunate here at St. Peter's to have that extended family. So for people who don't, whose grandparents live somewhere else or whose children live somewhere else, we come together as a community on fire with the Holy Spirit to make a difference in people's lives, to create a place, a safe place for people to come, to, to heighten our level of awareness of where the Spirit is acting in our lives, in the lives of the community, and the lives of the world, to encourage each other in our passionate vocations, to connect with those who need us, to help make others aware. There's nothing greater that we could do as a community, then baptize a new member into the community of St. Peter's that's centered around the love of Christ. We are so grateful to this family for bringing this child here to remind us how important it is to be together in a community that's centered around the love of God.